after a 24-9 win, Syracuse is 14th in the nation. They took out the 15th-ranked Wolfpack. What are they now? 23, doesn't matter. Eyes are on Clemson. Everything ahead. Syracuse football shocking everybody, including us. We're going to talk about it on Lockdown Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Monday episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And Owen, Syracuse remains undefeated. I I, I mean, I predicted it. You didn't. Let's make that clear. I predicted it. I expected it. But it still seems shocking to me. They're 6-0 football team. They're bowl eligible in the minimum number of games it takes to become bowl eligible. That's unbelievable. The excitement uh, in the Dome on Saturday was unbelievable. The fans were rocking. That place was rocking. The whole atmosphere was miraculous, and it is a reflection of this football team right now. They're getting out there. They're winning football games. They're playing some fun football, and it is everything that the Syracuse faithful have needed and everything that they deserve right now is to see this team play at the level that it is playing at and to continue to rise and rise and rise in the rankings, in national recognition, and getting some of these big player names out there into the open for the whole country to see. Absolutely. Uh, and in that game, there was no point in which I thought they were going to lose. No, it was just, start to finish. It was sloppy domination throughout. Uh, I don't know. Syracuse, despite being one of the only undefeated teams left, Syracuse is one of the worst in the nation when it comes to penalties. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, that game, there were plenty of them. Um, and that's something they're going to have to clean up. But let's talk about the positives. I mean, this defense was absolutely fantastic. Didn't allow a touchdown to the Wolfpack offense. Just three measly field goals. And with injuries, Garrett Williams went down. Michael Jones was hurt for a couple of plays. Deuce, we heard from uh, Mike Monaco, the broadcaster, was out for a couple of plays. So it was really a team effort. Jatis Gear had a really good game. It was just, they have been so, so good, that defense. Uh, and I really think that the nation is going to have to really respect it because it's showing that that defense can play with anybody. That defense is legit. The mob is real. This whole squad right now is is connecting on all ends. And it is not just the big name guys that you expected coming into the season. As you were saying, they dealt with injury in this game. They dealt with guys coming off the sideline. And it's something that we've talked about before. This defense really has embraced the next man up mentality and everyone has risen to the occasion this season. It is consistently happening. It is your second string guys coming in and making a big play. We're seeing third string guys coming in, making big plays right now. Guys that weren't on the two deep to start the year are big time contributors stepping up in in roles for, for people that have gone down. 
this team continues to adapt, this defense continues to say, what else can you throw at us? Because we want to rise to the occasion. And through six games, they have risen to the occasion every single time. Syracuse football tweeted it. When they go into Death Valley next week, it will be four weeks since the last time an opposing team, or one full month since the last time an opposing team has scored a touchdown against Syracuse. Yes, you've got a loophole in there with the bye week and a game against Wagner, but it will be a month since a team has scored a touchdown against Syracuse. That is every nod that you need to give this defense right here because it has stepped to the occasion. They have come to play. They make big-time plays, and they do the job. Drive in, drive out. Every single game, they step up, and they do the job that you ask of them. Yeah, I mean, you said it really, really well right there. And if you want the numbers on it, uh, in terms of points for and points against, obviously I'll start with the defense points against. Syracuse is sixth in the country in terms of points against. That that's insane, really. That's crazy. If I told you that before the season, I mean, I don't even know how anybody would react to that. I mean, that is a really crazy thing. They allow it's 13. a laughable take to enter the year. It's a yeah, laughable 13. take. Thirteen point two. That's crazy, man. Uh, and for the offense, it's pretty darn good as well. They're top 30 in scoring, 36 points per game. It's It has been a year that nobody is expected for Syracuse and one that uh, the nation is, is forced to turn its eyes towards because Syracuse is shocking people. Uh, and how Dino said, I, I mean, you can like Dino, you can hate Dino, whatever. Um, I tend, I think he's a great guy and I love watching him when he's successful. That's what I'll say about Dino. Um, but something that I loved that he said preseason, um, I don't know if it was at the ACC kickoff or when one of his first press conferences or what, but he basically, or somebody asked, you know, you're, you're picked to lose you're picked to not win any ACC games. You're picked for this pick for that. And he was like, I have been picked against my entire career. Every single coaching spot I've ever been in. We have been picked to come last, and guess what? Then we won the championship. Then we won the conference. Then, like, I just think that's so a great mentality. And has he had his bad years? Of course. It was a couple of months ago when all of Syracuse fans wanted him out of town. Let's not forget that. But he has – you can't deny that you have to respect what he's done this season. Uh, And the coordinators, sure, that's huge. Um, And I think you and I probably don't give him as much credit as a lot of other people do, but – it is crazy that Syracuse is 6-0 right now. They're 6-0. I, I, I sent you the video. I tried to record walking out of the Dome, and my my excitement kept getting to me, and I couldn't get the recording done to get something postable out there for the Open. Uh, we literally, like, the, the excitement was overwhelming. Yes, they stormed the field. Was it a little bit of a weak field storm? Yes. Was it well-deserved? 100%. That was a well-deserved field storm. I will go on that take. I, I will I will defend it. It was a little bit weak. Yes, I understand, but that is something that this fan base deserves. All right? They deserve the celebration. It was packed. It was sold out. The place was bumping. I will continue to say that, and they stormed the field. They had a celebration. The players were having a great time on the field. Coach was down there living it up. It was it was that sort of celebration that you wanted to embrace what is happening here because it really is a special season and it has been special what's going on right now. Yes. It's number 15 NC state. Yes. Their quarterback was hurt. Yes. Their running back was hurt. Yes. Their receiver was hurt. That's okay. 
you won the football game, you're bowl eligible, have a little celebration, go out, enjoy it. And that is what the Syracuse faithful were able to do in this game. Uh, and the students went down and had some fun. I'm fine with it. Uh, you can come at me if you disagree. I'm here on the side that it was weak in terms of the ranking of all-time field storms, uh, especially when you look at what happened down in Tallahassee uh, at the same time. Uh, but regardless Tennessee? of that, uh, did I say Tallahassee? You did. Yeah. Knoxville, same difference. Not really. Come okay. at me. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but you're right, words, though. I mean, late. it is. it was very. Uh, it was a very exciting win. Uh, and one that I think this was probably this was probably the game so far this year that most that had most fans divided. You know, up until this point, it was kind of everybody could be confident. And we were every single week. We were confident in saying that Syracuse was going to win. Uh, yeah. And this week was the first time that we disagreed. So I think that kind of speaks to how the fan base, I, I think, probably felt similar in that you get a little bit worried about this game and didn't matter. NC State couldn't do anything. Uh, and. When it comes to the Clemson game, which we'll talk a lot more about uh, in later this week, that feeling is only, you know, um, exclamated. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later on this week. But the Clemson game coming up, Syracuse's, I mean, like we said earlier, and this is the big stretch coming up now, every single one of these games is going to be one, the biggest game and two, the biggest test. Right. So yeah. that's the kind of thing uh, that Syracuse is going to have to deal with. All right. Let's take a quick break, and then I got a couple of questions uh, for you. But first, let's talk about Simply Safe. Okay, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn that trust of uh, that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I know people who use Simply Safe in their homes. Simply Safe protects you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here is why people love it as 24 7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home and protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that initially detect fires, floods, and other threats for, to, from your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, we're back here on Lockdown Syracuse. Oh, and put a smile on that face. You know why? Because Syracuse is 6-0, and okay? We have been through uh, some of the tougher times. And, of course, people are going to come out and say, ah, you're young, whatever. Uh, I watched them go 1-10 with my own eyes. I was in the press box when they got killed by Wake Forest. Jacoby and Morgan came out, went 7-7. for And in the press conference after the game, Dino said, who cares? That doesn't count. That was insane. Um I've seen the bad of Syracuse football, and now we're all getting to see the good, the best season they've had since 1987 uh, to this point in the year. So 
you've got to be happy about what Syracuse is doing. And Sean Tucker, the man who for the last couple of seasons has been, you know, the only conversation around the team. He had a good game against NC State, but I feel as if the conversation just hasn't surrounded him like it has in the past. What do you think that is? Like, do you think it's because Sean is less of a threat? Do you think they he needs to be going for 200 yard games? Like, what's your take on Sean Tucker right now? My Sean Tucker take is that he's doing what you need him to do. Honestly, he is doing the job uh, and he's doing it exceedingly well. And that I think that is the nod right now to him is that he is putting up a hundred yard game after hundred yard game after hundred yard game. And we're having this discussion. Uh, and that is just as to how good he's been. And it's something that we will continue to look at, but he is doing the job right now. And in this game, absolutely, yes, there was a breakout run at the end to help bump that up a little bit, but he's averaging seven yards a carry in this game. And those are the numbers that I want to start seeing again, is that efficiency get back up. I want him to get to that 100-yard threshold uh, in 20-ish carries. And in this game, he went to 98 in 14 carries. So to have that efficiency and to get those numbers up is is really what I'm looking for and as we've said so many times in the past like his number drop I say loosely is the fact that he is the defense like that is the defensive focus is Sean Tucker and and being able to to have to combat this much improved passing offense plus Schrader's legs plus Sean Tucker and Sean has unfortunately taking the focus of that from opposing defenses. They're packing the box a little bit. Uh, NC State, not as much, I don't think, based on what I've seen so far. Uh, but it, it is, it's not something I'm worried about by any means um, because he has had solid games and has played well and played well against the best defense that they've seen so far uh, in NC State. And so I have no worry with him right now. I'm fine with what he's doing. I'm fine with the numbers. And I continue to expect him to be right around that threshold. And I think that's seven yard per carry on a 14 attempt game to get almost to 100 yards. And this one on the ground is a nod to just the level of back that that Sean Tucker can be. He had in this game that handful of runs that reminded me of why he has risen to everyone's favorite and that prominence so quickly last season. Uh, He just had... Those quick, you know, five, 10 yard rushes, that 10, 15 yard first down, I think on that first drive to get them into uh, into the red zone. And then obviously the the breakaway score at the end uh, to get it to 24 to nine uh, for your final score. It was it was cool to see him back in that sort of groove and being really, really efficient with the not limited carries, but the fewer carries than I think you've sort of come to expect him to get so far this season. Yeah lowest he's had all year and his trajectory this year has been a little bit interesting game one he was really good game two he was good but probably not as good as everybody expected him to be against a a poor opponent in UConn and then he had two really tough games in which he averaged less than three yards per carry that's against Purdue and Virginia then he has the get back game against Wagner goes off but this was really the test. You had the Wagner game in a bye week, and we didn't know how Sean Tucker was going to come out and look against another team that has a really solid defense. The Wolfpack coming into this game, the talk was all about how good their defense is and what they can do to stop Tucker and Schrader and whatnot. I mean, they scored in like five plays, so that ended up yeah. not having so much weight. 
But Tucker came out and was fantastic. Like you said, seven yards per carry on 14 carries. So he had a really, really great game. Uh, and I don't think you could take anything away from Sean Tucker right now. The guy is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, okay, I want to shift the conversation a little bit back towards uh, the ranking. And Syracuse is ranked 14th in the nation. Uh, this is a point in which uh, it's similar to 2018 going to Notre Dame, I feel. That year when they were going into that Notre Dame game, Notre Dame, I believe, was third in the country. Uh, Clemson in the new poll is fifth um, as they drop a spot after beating Florida State. Um and when you were going, we, when Syracuse was going into the Notre Dame game, they were twelfth. And I remember yeah. thinking, "There's no way they're twelfth. I have a similar feeling about them being fourteen, but maybe I, it's just because I, it's so surreal. I like fourteen as that number. I was worried that they were going to get higher than four or lower than fourteen, technically. Uh, and, and that was my worry. I think fourteen is a fair number based on this resume right now based on what I've seen from them. But it does seem like a very, but very similar situation to 2018. Look at, the, look at the teams that are around them. USC is two spots above them. That's USC. Like, that that team is fantastic. They're loaded. And Syracuse yeah. is just two spots below them, man. Like, what? It's, it's getting to a point where it's just a little bit ridiculous. Uh, and how about Utah, who just beat USC's one spot below them? So, I mean, it is just – and Penn State, who was 10th last week, now two spots below them after losing to Michigan. So and Just expand a little more. Look at who's at 18. Illinois, the fighting Tommy DeVitae. Yeah. The fighting Tommy DeVitae at 18. Who would have thought that good. it wasn't I, – I do. I, it's, it is, it's really surreal, I think, is you, you put it perfectly there. Like, the fact that they are 14th right now, and the reason that they're 14 – is the zero in the loss column right now. Yeah, man. Uh, it's not necessarily the other <laughs> dominance they kept or the get, six wins. It is they the kept zero. Getting, well, I can't speak. They keep getting strung along as the worst undefeated team. Like, that's what's happened, like, every week. It's like, yes, all I right, just saw, you got to bring them to. <laughs> I just saw uh, a conversation on Twitter where someone ranked the 10 teams that could make the college football playoff right now. And their likelihood, and it was Syracuse was tenth, uh, and so Dude, they can insane. make the playoff, and they are just not likely. This is crazy, but as you were saying, like this does feel eerily similar to that Notre Dame game in 2018, where you have all this momentum and you're high up in the rankings. You know your best appearance in the rankings in however long, and then you get in and you're playing a top five team, not in the dome. On you know, in Notre Dame's case, that was a neutral site game. In Clemson, you are going into Death Valley. That place is yeah. freaking crazy. Uh, my parents are going. You've my been. sister will be there. I looked at the flights; they're a bit steep for my budget right now. Uh, but I did take a peek. Who knows? Uh, but they, my family, will be there. I will not. This game is going to be crazy, though. And I do think what well, Clemson came in as thirteen and a half point favorites. Uh, I think this is very coverable. I think this game is going to be closer than that uh, in my really, really early look at it. Um, but as you were saying, dude, 14 is crazy. I am going to say they deserve 14 right now uh, in terms of the ranking, in terms of the 6-0 and record. I am fine with that. As I said this I, last week when we talked about it. 18, 
they I don't think they're the 14th best team in the country. That's what I'm I saying. Like, think they deserve they to be ranked that highly, but yeah. I don't know that they're the, the 14th best team in the country. Like I, I, that seems like a contradictory couple of statements, but just think about it. Like, yes, yeah. due to the fact that they're undefeated, they deserve that ranking. But if you play like I just don't I just don't know. Like it's I don't know. We're gonna find out though. Um, yes. All right, we got to take a quick break, and then I want to talk a little bit more about this Clemson matchup and what it means and whatnot. Um, okay, betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Whew. Okay. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you here on Lockdown Syracuse. Got about seven-ish minutes left in the show. Um, let's talk about what this Clemson game means for just a second. And we'll get, obviously, this whole week will be about Clemson. Um, we'll see if we can get, uh, some Clemson folks to talk to us about the team and whatnot and how they're feeling, but that's all later right now. We're looking at this Clemson game and we had a conversation after the game on the phone in which we were talking about that. It's a fact that whoever wins this game is in pole position for a college football playoff spot. That's true and crazy. Like at that point, I feel I feel as if now it has gone too far. Like this dream has gone too far, and I just don't like I do I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Yes, I forget where I saw it or where that discussion started buzzing, but genuinely, this game in Death Valley, five days, six days from when this comes out, will determine pole position to a college football playoff spot. That's nuts. Absurd. That's absolutely crazy. It's and absurd. it's a factual. It's a factual sentence. It's not a stretch. It is reality. And that that's Syracuse football right now, which is so unbelievable to think about. Uh, and in terms of significance of this game, we just said you know this NC State game was the most important, or possibly the biggest or most important game in the dome of the last two decades. This football game right here, in terms of significance for Syracuse football, could be the most important game in I really don't know how long. Uh, I will have to look into it. I'll have to do some research, but it was it's going to go back uh, pretty pretty decently uh, to figure well, out significance. I, I might be able to give it to you. Um, yeah. Well, this probably isn't. I don't know. This was a Nate Mink tweet that I saw last night. Uh, that kind of speaks to how this has all just gone too far. And maybe it'll answer this question for you. And he, and he tweeted, the last time Syracuse was 6-0 and and faced another 6-0 and team or better came against 7-0 and Penn State in 1959. Syracuse, of course, won the national <laughs> championship that season. Yeah. Oh, my. I, the, I, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, the, it is, a, like, I don't know. I I am choosing not to put any of my faith into anything. No, it's not real. It's not true. They're going to lose the next six. I have to believe it. It's unbelievable. 
to to have that conversation and for that to be reality. And it's not a stretch and it's not just a throwaway statement at the start of the year. Every week I get on this show and we have conversations that I cannot fathom we're having based on the overperformance and unbelievable season that we are witnessing right now. Every single week, every single episode, I cannot believe that we are talking about the things that we are talking about. And I do not want it to end. Uh, and I will savor every moment of it because it really is that crazy, that important, and that just genuinely big of a deal for Syracuse football to be in this situation and having these conversations and, and having a year like this when it it has been struggle. And you talk about it, and this is where you know we can use our youth here as we have been through the struggle days of Syracuse football. Like this has not been a great two decades of football for Syracuse football by any means. We have been, our lifetime has not been great Syracuse football. We have lived that. This is good Syracuse football happening in central New York, outside of central New York. It's a 6-0 football team. They're bowl eligible in six games. They're going into Death Valley for a chance to become a top 10 football team in the country. A genuine top 10 football team in the country. That is unbelievable. I want to give before we get going, because I know we're shy on time, handful of shout outs um, before we get through here. First one, I can't believe we've gone this far without talking about him. Oronde Gadsden is that guy. He is unbelievable, and he's done it again and again and again and continues to do it. And the national recognition that is going to start coming his way and continue coming his way is as deserved as anything I can see. Two, uh, you guys have been incredible on Twitter. Uh, reaching out, asking questions, interactions have been miraculous. We are so appreciative of it. Uh, please continue doing it. Ask us questions, call us out, whatever it is. Uh, it has been so fun to interact on there. Uh, last shout out, two guys called me out as a lockdown host at the game. Nod to you. I am very appreciative of it. It was an awesome moment. Uh, meant a lot to me. So thank you for that because that was really, really cool. Uh, fourth shout out, do I have one more? Um, Oh, fourth shout out. I don't know. Uh, Caleb Okachukwu dapped me up after the game. Oh, no. Last one, John Bull. John Bull was going nuts this whole game. Right. He was standing right in front of me for about the entire fourth quarter. He was having a great time. So, this shout out to a, John Bull for the final good, of our shout outs uh, in this one. Introduction for the listeners and, and viewers to Owen's relationship with John Bull. Because I don't think there's a person I know that loves John Bull more than you, so this I, is going to be this fan. is going to be a thing throughout basketball season. Is Owen's going to be standing here trying to get me to believe that John Bull should be starting or something ridiculous like that? Uh, I'm realistic. So just get I'm ready a huge for that. Fan. I'm a huge <laughs> fan. Well, that's all we got today. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Go get more on the ACC. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the Atlantic Coast Conference in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's Owen Valentine. We'll see you tomorrow.